A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, happy Saturday, everybody. Happy Saturday, Betsy. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I am living the dream. (laughs) Normally, I would, you know, engage in all sorts of frivolity and chit-chat and Uh things like that, but but we don't have lots of time. As you know, the second segment is a long one, so this one's got to be short. Mm -hmm. So right now, what I want to talk about is something that it's completely... I, I don't think that I'd call this home improvement related stuff technically, but I think it counts because, and I know you have uh, the same service available. Mm-hmm. It's it's a service called Audible. Yeah. You and I both signed up for that at different times and you've been, you still have it, right? You're still using it? Yep, I sure am. So Audible, let me explain. It's books on digital file. Somebody reads you books, you know, which honestly, I've avoided this for a long time because I was kind of one of those snobs where I like to just, you know, I wanted to read the book myself. Right. I wasn't going to have somebody read to me. Of course But the thing is, and here's where I think there's a home improvement connection to this. Mm -hmm. Everybody should have Audible or uh, there's other services out there. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying this is the only service. Maybe there's better options out there. Right. But I have been listening to huge books while doing all kinds of painting projects and things around the house. And I have made my way. I just accomplished, just finished George Washington, A Life. I think it was a 900 page book. It took 41 hours of listening. 41 hours. But I made it through that. I don't have time at this point in my life to sit down and read a book that big. Right. I just, I'll never make it with the kids interrupting and things like that. But I could listen while I mowed. Mm-hmm. I could listen while I was painting, while I was cleaning the garage. I took walks and listened. And I made it through this enormous book. And I learned so much about the Revolutionary War, about George Washington, all of those things, just just because of this. I never would have gotten there. And I thought, I wanted to talk about this because you've had similar experiences with it, right? Yeah, it's been great. I, I originally got it because I knew I was going to be sitting in a hospital bed and I wasn't sure, you know, like what my abilities and capabilities would be at that point. So that's why right. I originally got it was, you know, maybe I couldn't hold a book, but at least I could listen to something and it worked out great. And now I'm kind of hooked on it. You know, when I'm driving, I'm listening to it. When I'm doing any of these projects at my parents' house, I'm listening to it. I mean, it's just, you know, yes, I still love, love, love actual books. There's something about the feel and the smell of books. Of course. But this is a great way. And there have been books where I listen to them. And then I go, oh, I really want the actual book so that, you know, maybe I can make notes or whatever. And so I do then go and buy the book. So it's not necessarily, oh, you do this instead of the book. Sometimes it's great to have both. And I just ran across a really great book that actually had, you know, usually there's just one narrator who reads you the whole book. But this one actually had a couple of different ones and they did some really cool voice things and it was just it was one of the best things i've listened to thus far so there are some really good ones out there it's a really cool service and what what i like best about it is once you buy the books even when you uh disregard the service when you unsubscribe you get to keep the books Mm -hmm. right it's great it it kills a lot of time while you're working around the house it makes the projects not seem so bad at least to me 
Yeah. Audible. Definitely check it out. If you do a lot of home projects, it might be something to help you get through a lot of them and right. keep your sanity. Right. All right. When we come back, we're going to be talking about yet another big project that Betsy's tackling up north with her folks. Oh, yes. And that's all coming up next. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. Betsy, let's talk yes. about something. That, well, I guess before we get into what we want to talk about, uh, you've been, as we mentioned a few weeks ago, you've been visiting your folks a little bit more, mm-hmm. and it's really turning out well for the show. <laughs> It is. It's incredible the amount of things that I have come away with in the past few weeks. I mean, it, there is always something happening there, good and right. bad. And well, so, yeah. yeah, it's like a treasure trove for the, sh- or for the show. Yeah, I know. All of your parents' misery, uh, you know, that's one thing. That's bad. But man, yeah. what we're getting out of this is great. You called mm-hmm. earlier this week to let me know what you found mice in a drawer or evidence that mice had been in a couple drawers yes at some point and you know up north mice are just a part of daily life especially when you live out in the country it's like you know yeah it's just what happens so it was not shocking by any means but it was a little like oh man (laughs) you got that to deal with and you had a gas leak in a stove Yep. And then you discovered that stoves are very tough to come by right now. Uh-huh. And yeah. I mean, then the water quit running. It turned out it yep. was just the, the circuit breaker had blown for the pump. But right. man, the troubleshooting that you've been doing uh-huh. over the last few weeks. It's like they saved <laughs> all of the problems till you got there. I know. Or maybe I am the problem. Maybe, yeah, like, maybe. there's something about <laughs> me that, you know, just all the problems happen there. I don't know. <laughs> I do want to say everything in the studio has been running flawlessly since you've been gone. So mm-hmm. maybe that's well, the that's case. Well, because I'm not there to make you nervous and make you panic that you're going to screw <laughs> something up and make me mad. So yeah, I do you get just nervous you about do that. it on your own time. Right. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So what are you working on now? You, we've got this. I, I guess we're going to talk about some exterior painting, you know, because yeah. fall can be a good time to do that. But we're really hitting the end of that window. But we know people still are curious. What can they get out there and do? And so we're going to talk about a a bigger project, but we're not really advocating that you necessarily jump into these bigger projects at this point, right? Right. My parents are looking at having their house painted. I mean, they've been on a schedule all summer, and because of everything that's gone on, it just hasn't happened. So... That's just given us more time to choose a color and sample some colors and figure it out. But, you know, it is getting late in the season to start a painting project. It can be done as long as you don't think that you're going to get it done in a weekend. Um, You know, a house is just too big. It's too much to tackle. And you have to be ready to kind of roll with whatever the weather throws at you, because this is the time of year when we go through cold spells and then warm spells and we deal with rain and all of that. So you can't say, oh, well, I have a plan. You know, I'm going to do it in this weekend. And then it rains. Yeah. You just you have to be flexible. Right. You've got rain, but you've also got dew points and all of these things to deal with. You've got a much smaller window of working. 
You know, generally right. we'd say working outdoors, you'd want to be doing doing your painting between about like 11 in the morning and then yeah, stopping roughly. by about, what do you think, 3 o'clock? Right around that Three window? 3 o'clock at the very latest because I was noticing the other day when I was driving, the sun is really starting to go down by 6.30. You know, by 7.30 we're starting to get almost dark and by 8.30 for sure we're dark. So you really have to do it when it's light outside and before that dew starts to set in. And when that sun starts to go down, dew sets in quickly. So you really have to be done by three. And if the paint hasn't dried or had a chance to get in that process, you can end up with water spotting, surfactant Mm -hmm. leaching, all kinds of fun things like that. So you've got a smaller window to work with. You've got cooler Mm -hmm. temperatures to work with, which is nice to work in. You know, it's nice to be working outside when the the temperatures are like they are. But you do need to be careful about surface temperatures being, you know, the, the right uh, degree for the paint that you're using. There are plenty of low temp paints out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Endura, Repcolite's Endura, any of the Benjamin Moore exteriors you can use down to low temps, but we are talking surface temperature, not necessarily the air temperature. Yeah, that's the common misconception people have. They think that, well, it's, you know, the paint says it goes down to 40 degrees, and so the air temperature outside is 40 degrees, but maybe the surface temperature is only, you know, 30 or 35. So right. you got to be aware of that. So you've got all of those things to work work with and work around. It can slow you down. It's definitely something that can be done. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, even a big project like your parents. But yeah. smaller ones for sure can be tackled yet this time of year. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about some of the practical things that you guys ran into just preparing for the project. Yeah, they had their house power washed. I don't even remember. Maybe a month and a half, two months ago. Um, it was a while ago. And, you know, so that's mm-hmm. the beginning prep stages. And then there are holes that had to be filled because they have trouble with blue jays, not woodpeckers, blue jays making holes in their siding. So uh, the painters came out and filled all of those and got everything ready to go. They just have scraping left to do. But I was actually putting a sample on their house this past week, and I realized that the Blue Jays have packed new holes that will have to be filled. And, you know, spider webs happen like overnight in the blink of an eye. Well, no kidding. And so just because something was power washed does not mean that you can just go through and start painting. You know, that time before 11 o'clock when you're sitting there going, man, I feel like there's nothing to do and it's driving you crazy that you can't just get started. That's a great time to go out and take a broom and get rid of all those cobwebs because you don't want to be painting along and then suddenly you have a cobweb in your paint. That's a very bad day. Right. Now, two things. When you talk about power washing, we talk about that all the time, that power washing alone usually isn't adequate for right. you know preparing a surface. We're, right. we're talking about scrubbing it as well, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. They cleaned it. They had a house cleaner out there. They scrubbed it down. You know, they got as much of the paint off as they could with just the power washing and scrubbing. Now it's down to scraping. Gotcha. The other thing is that what you're talking about with those cobwebs and all that, Mm -hmm. that's not just an exterior problem. No. I did some cleaning (laughs) to do some painting in the house and I did some prep cleaning. I got everything cleaned up, wiped Mm -hmm. down on a weekend. And then, you know how everything works. Life happens. The process takes longer than I think. But I ended up having to get back to some of the trim painting 
the following week. You mm-hmm. know, it's just been a week. Right. I cleaned up, swept up the floor and all of that and just jumped into it. And I ran into exactly what you're talking about. All these cobwebs that had accumulated over just that week. The spiders were busy. Yeah. And it became a real pain. So it is something if you do the prep work and you do get everything cleaned, but you don't get it all painted. Mm-hmm. It might not. You know, if it's a couple days later, it's definitely worth taking a look at it. Right. I didn't even see them yeah. until I started brushing through them. So, yeah, it's a fr- it's frustrating, but right. it's something you got to prepare for and make sure that you do that extra wipe down mm-hmm. before you start with the paint. Yeah, for sure. So talk about the color that because that was interesting, too, because we, whenever we're picking a color, it, that's that's one of the big struggles. You've got small color chips. Mm-hmm. And there's all these different ways, you know, we've got color color apps on the phone. Benjamin right. Moore has that color portfolio app where you can take a picture and color the side of the house mm-hmm. with whatever color. Right. But, you know, that will work to some extent. It helps you get an idea. Right. But it's never perfect. It's never flawless. And it's still a digital representation. Mm-hmm. How did you guys settle on that color? I, I know it took a little bit of actual... <laughs> elbow grease and brushing some product out right it did um we started with you know we think these are the colors that we're going toward and we narrowed it down to like three colors um a gray kind of a grayish color and a navy blue Mm -hmm. and painted them out on some big poster boards took them out there looked at them they have white trim looked at it with the white trim and Thought we were settling on the navy blue. My mom had reservations because she has seen houses that are a blue color, but in certain light, they look purple. And she did not want the color to come off as purple, which is a legitimate concern. (laughs) First of all, she hates purple, but I have seen that where the blue has a slightly purple cast to it. So um, we got some of the paint that they're going to use on the house and... I painted out a couple of sections, different ones, you know, the full length of whatever, you know, I chose sections that were smaller between windows or whatever. So we could see it right up against the trim and I painted probably, man, I don't know, four foot long sections or four foot tall sections so you could really see it. So about as about as high as you could reach, right? Oh no, because I am taller we've, than you, we've remember? Got this. Ah, I know. We've got this running debate. I want to be officially measured. At some point, we've got to find somebody who will, without bias, measure us. Because I'm pretty sure I'm taller. Yeah, that's a lie. Anyway. anyway, So you painted that. Were you worried about, I guess, a couple of things. I'll ask that question since I started it. Sometimes people wonder about that. Now they painted a section and now they come back with maybe another color. What if they don't like that color? Mm -hmm. Is that a problem? And what about just you know, throwing another coat on, do you see these laps and, you know, the the little patchwork pieces where you put all the colors and how do you deal with that so you don't run into problems down the road? See, for their house, I I chose a smaller section so that I didn't run into that problem so that, you know, where the siding overlaps itself, it's, I don't even know what the siding is made out of. I think it's just wood siding. Um, But it Mm -hmm. does have, you know, the shingled effect to it. And so I could do an entire section and then not do the board below it and have it, you would never know. So you don't get that patchwork, you know, oh, I have a fat edge or whatever. None of that would show. Right. Because that can be a problem. We've seen that where people will put that on a wall in a house. They'll paint a bunch of two by two squares all over their walls. And when they put their final coat over everything, Mm -hmm. 
you can actually right. see those in some instances. So you made sure yeah. you were careful and chose places where there was clear breaking points. What about switching color? Um, switching color because the colors that we were looking at were a navy blue and a dark charcoal gray. That's not really a concern. Not a no, deal. it's not like we're going to a really light, you know, sandy color or a navy blue. They're they're kind of in the same spectrum. So I was not concerned about putting this navy blue up there. And as it turns out, she loves the navy blue, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> there you go. The practical takeaway there is it, you narrow it down to the to the range. Yeah. If you if you can't decide between white and navy blue, right. You know, that that might be a little bit of an issue. Right. But even then, there's ways around it. You use the right paint yeah. or from Benjamin Moore or exterior. You're going to get the best coverage possible, the best hide possible, mm-hmm. no matter what colors you're working with. One other thing, and then we probably should just wrap this up, but um, you're talking about a surface that's a wood surface yeah. that you're painting. Mm-hmm. If it were vinyl siding, vinyl siding can be painted. But the big caveat there is the color you choose has to be the same depth of color Mm -hmm. as the existing siding or lighter right you couldn't go to a navy for example if you had a tan or a white or something like that if it were vinyl right with your situation it's no big deal yeah ours is wood and if it's aluminum you can do the same thing Mm -hmm. you could go to a darker color you're perfectly fine vinyl is the only one that you got to be careful with right definitely it will work and you can make that work so is it right for everybody to get out there and start painting their house Hard to say. It, it depends on what you're up for and and what you're willing to bite off. We'd recommend if, right. that you, if you're thinking about a project that big yet at this time of year, you definitely want to, before you start, stop out at any Repco Light or Port City paint store, give us a call, and kind of talk it through. We've got on our website, uh, right at RepcoLight.com, a form where you can sign up to connect with a contractor. If you don't want to bite the project off yourself, there are still people out there. Maybe not this year yet. There's a lot of, a lot of mm-hmm. people trying to deal with you know, a lot of jobs that were put on hold during the whole COVID shutdown thing. But you could get on the calendar right. for next year and just kind of coast through the winter knowing that by spring... You're going to have a new look. Exactly. Either way, the projects can be tackled. You just want to pay attention to the weather. And if you missed any of the the things we talked about, you can go back to RepcoLite.com. Once we finish airing the show at 9 o'clock sharp, it'll be posted and you can re-listen. Because I'm sure everybody's going to flock there to re-listen. Or you could just call any of the stores and they'll tell you when you should be working and when not (laughs) outside, right? Right, exactly. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to an interview that's sans Betsy. That's a foreign language for saying there's no Betsy. Is it French without Betsy? (laughs) (laughs) Either way, you were gone. I sat down and recorded an interview about the trades and the importance of the trades with Brad Mm -hmm. Krause from Service Professor. It's really fun, and that's coming up next. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, we're back, and you know, as we're navigating 2020, it's been a lot of fun. I'm in the studio. Let me just get straight to that with Brad Krause from Service Professor, president of Service Professor, right? Am, yeah. Do you go out in the field and do stuff? 
ever? Uh, I go out and meet people. How's that? Oh, uh, so you my, don't dabble in installing stuff? and The underlying joke might be that my tools are retired, ah, uh, but, gotcha. but I am not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So Brad Krause, president of Service Professor. You've been here multiple times, kind of our go-to when we've got questions. And, and honestly, Service Professor... We can have a lot of questions for you because it's not just electrical. It's not just plumbing. Talk briefly just about everything you guys do because it is a little unique. Yeah. I mean, I, I, think, I tend to speak a little more intelligently about the electrical since I am a master electrician. That's mm-hmm. my craft. That's the more my roots. But yeah, we, we, are, we do electrical, uh, plumbing, uh, sewer and drains. Um, that's a big department for us right now. A lot of fun. Um, not a lot of fun to play in it, but our, plum- <laughs> our, our plumbers do a great job at it. Yeah. Um, you know, heating and air, of course. Uh, duct cleaning we do now. Uh, duct sealing we also do. Um, there might be one or two more under generators. We do generators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, I, that's been busy. You do a lot of that. Extremely busy. Yeah. Extremely it's, busy uh, with that. Well, the thing is the grid becomes more unreliable. It's, uh-huh. it's more relative to people. And yeah. let's just face it, they're, they're, they're a real luxury item that, that are really nice to have. Right. So they're really convenient when you need them. For right. Sure. Yeah. No, with, with navigating this year, it's, it's been a crazy year for all of us in business. It's been a crazy year for everybody, no matter where you are. Yeah. Everybody's been infe- uh, infected. Yeah. Hopefully not. Yeah. Everybody's been affected, affected clearly go. affected. And, you know, some of the stories are, are really sad. You know, you read through the news and you, you read about restaurants and businesses that I've cared about for years that aren't going to be back. And, you know, it took them down. And so we all know those stories. But it is fun when we run into stories that kind of go the opposite way, because you guys actually at Service Professor are growing. Yeah, we're approaching 100 employees as service professor and it's it's crazy to think about, you know, and just rewinding 5 years ago. Um it's been a it's been a great ride and we'll take it. Um you know, very fortunate that we're deemed essential right out of the gates. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though a lot of construction companies weren't, we're not construction. We're we're in service and I think as people's home use actually increased through COVID, working from home, kids schooling from home, mm-hmm. it actually created more demand for what we do. Um, so the governor, you know, made us essential right out of the gates, which which certainly helped. But yeah, we've added, you know, north of 10, 15 employees during COVID um, and continually needing help. I mean, even right now, um, it's just been, yeah, it's been crazy. A g- great ride though. And yeah, so as a matter of fact, next Thursday, we actually have our uh, signing day for our, our Ride to Decide program. Um, what you're aware of. We, and you need to talk about that because another thing that, you know, one of my favorite interviews that, you know, we've been doing this show for close, closing in on three years, I think. And one of my favorite segments of all was one where we talked with you about the importance of the trades. Sure. And how, you know, I know when I was in high school, it was, I, I we still had shop class and things like that. But you were really looked at Kind of poorly, if if you didn't want to go to college and become, uh, let's see here, a stockbroker, I forget what the big ones were, engineer, that's always big. If you're not going to do that, you know, you might as well just throw your life away. So the idea of the trades, I think that's where it really started to trickle down. And now we're we're reaping the, whatever, we're reaping the, not benefits, but reaping the whirlwind of basically we've got a lack of people in the trades. And that's where we talked about the importance of that and the dignity of that work. And honestly, the satisfaction of that work and how you can make a life in those fields. And you had this great program that you were starting to take around to schools and stuff called Ride to Decide. 
Yeah. So uh, obviously we've we've seen this coming. It, it's kind of lost its appeal. You know, pre World War II, um, you know, almost eighty five percent of the jobs had something to do with the trades, whether it be welding, working with your hands, manufacturing, and now it's less than six. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, as mind blowing as that is, I know the world's changed. You yep. know, a lot of you know uh, e commerce stuff going on. There's a lot of things that have changed. But if if we're honest with ourselves, the importance of the trades has been lost um, from career advisors to school counselors. And um, well, and I think it's because people care. People think that perhaps that's the best path is, is college, but it's not meant for everybody. It's not meant for everybody. And look at how you weathered this past horrible experience. There it is. What, what did we need? Right. We needed people in the trades. Yeah. And it'll never be replaced. It'll never be replaced by robots or machinery. And I tell our people that, that this isn't a second chance industry. This is a first chance industry. This is what you choose to go do. And I mean, yeah, I'm a college graduate myself, but I, I really did that out of just, just because I'm a goal-oriented person. It was mm-hmm. another feather in my cap. I wanted it. But I, I started my apprenticeship as an electrician at 18. That's what I started. I, was, I did night schooling. To okay. Get, to get my All right. education. All right. But I wanted to still have that accomplished as well. It's just what I did. But, you know, when, when I take the Ride to Decide program out on the road, I, t- I talk to people to say, hey, listen, like, I can quite literally, if I get my hands on a, on a good 18-year-old apprentice that wants to be successful, has the right mindset, you know, by their early 20s, they, they quite literally can be making a six-figure income. Like, there's money in this, too. Like, you can do well if you partner with the right company. I tend to think we're one of those companies, fortunately, but they can do well. And, and I don't say that from a braggadocious standpoint. I say that because, you know, when you make the decision to go to college, if you're not sure that's meant for you, and it's meant for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and that's great. Yep. But when people just go to go, well, maybe, I don't know what I want to do, you're making quite a financial burden on yourself if it's not what you want to do. Um, we happen to have uh, three technicians right now with four-year psychology degrees. I don't know what it is for <laughs> is with psychology, but uh, we have three technicians that went to school and they've accumulated a hundred thousand dollars in college debt, and they're kind of starting a little late, but that, at least they're starting, yeah. right? And when I when I speak to people on the road, I, I, I tell everybody that you know I'm, I'm big on retirement and investing your money and 401ks, which we have a great one, and and I and I. I I put that through to people and I show them the math that it's more than the college debt risk that you're running by not not going after something that you think might not be meant for you in right, college. Right. Um, it's also, you know, if you put $5,000 away, and I won't get too math on you here, but... Why, you, do I look too dumb? No. Do I not look capable? Not at all. I just don't I just the time. Ruled. I'm this, sorry about that. <laughs> this is such a passionate uh, segment for me that <laughs> I don't want to get too crazy with it, but I, I, I show the math that if you put $5,000 away in your 401k at 18, what that looks like, you know, pausing... Your, your work career until you're 22, let's say you graduated college, that's not a $20,000 decision, right? That ends up being a hundreds of thousands of dollars decision based on like a 7% return. So wait a minute. If I, when I was 18, had been wise and I had put my, if I had had $5,000 sure. and if I had put it away, yep. you're saying that in, in just a few years... I'd have been sitting on a lot more money. Well, by the time you turn 65, that four years of investment, yeah, you know, see, that, that's compounding that. interest, right? Yeah. So I, I not only tell them, like, this isn't just the college debt, you know. Um, it's loss of it's other money that you could have accumulated. Yeah, or if I, I hear it all the time with our own people. Well, because we're, 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 we're all over them about contributing to the retirement. We, we, we talk about it, we train on it, and show them the value of it. And I've heard it a lot. Well, I bought a new truck. I can't contribute this year. And I, okay, how Let's say it was at five thousand dollars, and I I do the math. I say that 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 no longer is a fifty thousand dollar truck. That's a two hundred thousand dollar truck. So I hope it's gold. Yeah. I say that to them, right? Yeah. Because that's the detriment of it. So you know, we take all that to people and say, 
here's all the information. Make the best decision for you. And it's worked. It's been successful. We have that, that signing day next Thursday. It's well, going to be incredible. And that's what I, I want to get to that. So Ride to Decide, Yeah. how does that work? And, well, and what's the whole point behind it? Yeah, it's to get people all the information, the young, our, our young folks that are in high school and their parents, right? And so we, I do, I go and I volunteer and I talk to schools at their career days, let's say, and uh, through their career advisors, through their school counselors, and tell them about the, the appeal in the trades and what is possible if you partner with the right company, whether it be drywall, whether it be welding, uh, or what we do, plumbing, electrical, heating, cooling, um, any of those segments of, of how powerful that is. If you are meant to work with your hands and you know, you're know you a... Um, you're that type of learner, right? Um, you're a kinesthetic learner in school and you know that you want to work with your hands, go work with your hands. So we educate them on that. We also offer for them to come and ride with us for, for a day. That's the ride to decide part. Come ride with us for a day, uh, ride with one of our senior technicians and see what the day in the life of a technician looks like. Do you do a lot of plumbing ride to decides? We, we do. Um, <laughs> well, I uh, guess you might as well see what's going to happen. Get out there and get it. Yeah. This is fully submerged, right? Um, well, really? No pun intended. But, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we, we let them ride, let them, and then let them decide, is this meant for you or not? And every year, inevitably, we can't take every apprentice. We wish we could. But uh, those that, that make the cut and you know wear our jersey, we actually have a signing day for them, which is really, really cool. Uh, we, we emulate um, a football signing right. day for declaring what college I've seen the, the, the one you did last time. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Banners up everywhere. And yeah, they put the little hat on. Yeah, they they yeah. pull the LeBron James quote of "I'm taking my talents to service, professor." Like, yeah. and the media gets a hold of it. You know, right now the media needs some feel good stories, so they're going to be there. Um, you know, and and, and it's going to get some airtime, I'm sure. But you know, I think it's it's some positive that's happening out there. So, well, it is really cool, and and just the idea that. You know, when I was in high school, I couldn't imagine saying I'm going into the HVAC industry and having anybody be excited or cheer for me. But, you know, there's so much more to life than just, you know, sitting behind a desk. I mean, that is right for some people. And I guess that's the thing. For me, it's a mix. You know, I really enjoy getting out there and doing things with my hands and learning and just all the things that I pick up, the satisfaction that I get from that. You know, there's so much to be had in the trades, so much satisfaction. And you mentioned the money's not bad either if you get in the right place. That's right. I mean, what do you get out of it? Well, you know, I think for me, it's, it's you know, we, we talk to our people all, this, all the time, you know, and uh, our top two core values are, are servant to the client and number two is servant to one another. And I think if we go every day out there with a servant's heart, you know, what what profession do you get to serve people every day? And there's plenty of them, being a doctor, being a nurse. I mean, I, we, the list goes on. But at the top of that list is being in the trades. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to help people every single day fix a problem that frustrates them. And, and there's a lot of gratification in that. And I think that's what I love about what we do is it allows you to live your life with that servant's heart. And um, there's just satisfaction in that. You know? I was talking to an electrician. I, I think he's an apprentice. And he was talking about this late night that he had. He's on his way home, and then they get a call from wherever he was working, and they had a little old lady who had damaged something. I forget what it was. She, I think she had a like one of those surge protectors that gets screwed into your outlet, okay, you know, and gives you more outlets. And she didn't realize it was screwed in to the wall, and she was pulling it out, and she just kept pulling it out until she got sparks, okay. And then she's freaked out. It's late at night, you know, eight eight thirty. That's late for people my age. Yeah, and he ends up going out there to fix this you know they didn't know what it was on the call you know he was saying they were told it was a fire or something you know that is as out but he's got to fix that and he said it was so simple you know it was so ridiculous but she was so happy Mm -hmm. you know we saved the day we rode in and i thought how cool is that 
Yeah. You're walking away from, you know, fixing somebody's situation who they were, they were blown away at what kind of problem they just created. And you can ride in, save the day and ride back out. That's pretty yeah. cool. Extremely great. I mean, a great way to finish your day, right? Yeah. And yeah, and, and it's funny because a lot of those calls, they, they do sound far more severe with, yeah. with, your, with your job notes, right? Like sparks are flying, the place is <laughs> on fire. That's how we think we're going to get help quicker. Yeah. That's, but I, I think the takeaway from that is, is that's the severity in the client's mind. Yeah. Because you know, for us, it's simple, but that's knowledge that we've gained over the years. And it might have been a simple call, but it wasn't simple to the client. Definitely not. And, and to be able to fix that. Yeah. You know what that feels like when somebody fixes a problem like that for you. Yeah. Imagine being able to do that on a regular basis. Absolutely. It's, it's a cool thing. The trades, definitely not something to to scoff at. We definitely need people out there, service professors looking for people. Brad, always. if our listeners want to get in touch with you for you just to get more information about what you just talked about or any of the things you guys do, heating, cooling, plumbing, sewers, air yeah. duct cleaning, you name it, how do they best get in touch? Well, I tell you, I mean, call call me directly. I, I love talking to people. Recruiting is a big part of my job now, and I love it. Um, I'm kind of the the, the first uh, line of uh, of greeting for a lot of our applicants and stuff, which is great. Um, but yeah, if anybody wants to learn more about the trades, or if you're in the trades now, and maybe you're just looking for that better place that just thinks a little bit differently, that's who we are. Like we want people to realize the best version of themselves every day. And it's not a, a really well ran industry, but there's good companies out there. You just have to look hard enough to find them and. Uh, if, whether you want to be employed by them or you want to hire them, they mm-hmm. are out there. And uh, we'd love to meet any any plumbers, electricians, HVAC techs, you know, with experience that want to realize the best version of, them, of themselves, reach out to us. Our young people that just want to explore the trades, let us know through the Ride to Decide program. It's all available. And we just want to educate and certainly meet great people. So how, what's the number? How do they get a hold of you? Well, they can call. Uh, I'll, I'll give my direct line. Our, our main line is 616-871-1900. We've said that tons of times on the show, but my direct line is actually 871-1903. And if they want to call, uh, call me and just talk about the opportunities that lie at Service Professor, love to talk to them. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Tons of info on our website as well, Dan. Um, you know, plethora of information there. Plethora of information. Word of the day. We crammed a whole bunch of stuff into the last few minutes. Brad Krause from Service Professor, president of Service Professor with the retired tools, right? With the retired tools. Retired that's right. tools. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it, Dan. All right. Time for a break. But when we come back, Betsy's got a PSA for everybody out there who's possibly thinking about replacing an appliance in the near future. You're going to want to tune in. We'll be right back. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back, last segment of the day, and this one is public service announcement time, PSA time. <laughs> Betsy, you were at your parents' house this past weekend and you noticed a funky smell, the smell of gas leaking. Mm-hmm. And when you dug into that, you ran into a problem that you never saw coming. Why don't you just yep. let everybody know? Because it's possible that this could affect multiple people out there. And it'd be good to know ahead of time what's coming. Well, we had been smelling gas, what we thought was gas. We weren't really sure what the smell was. And we eventually figured out maybe it's a stove. So we had somebody come out. And sure enough, the stove had a leak. It's a gas stove, had a leak. And the guy said, you cannot, he said where the leak is and what is leaking. He said it would be 
the same price or more expensive to fix the problem than to just buy a new stove. Mm-hmm. So he disconnected the gas and all of that stuff. We pulled out the stove. So it's no longer in commission, which led to a trip to all kinds of different stores to try to find a stove. And here is my PSA. If you think that one of your appliances is like on the verge of going out, you know, maybe it's not working so well and you keep toying with the idea, oh, this is probably going to go out soon. We might need to get a new one. I would go buy a new one now because in our shopping for stoves, it is uh, the earliest we were going to be able to get one was sometime in the middle to end of October. And what my mom really wanted was like the middle to end of December before she could get it. And what you were finding out there was that it's not just localized to them up north. This is a widespread issue everywhere. And in fact, we went and reached out to Steve Rosema from Northgate Appliance. And it's kind of interesting what's going on. It's, of course, all related to COVID. What isn't at this particular time? But it's a little more nuanced than that. You know, with all the shutdowns, everybody stayed home. And what mm-hmm. did we see with that? We saw a huge increase in DIY projects. You know, everybody took on remodeling and, and different things like that. And so that's one of the issues that happened. You know, the supply that was available for all kinds of appliances were taken and put to use because of that. Well, and then you get the COVID shutdowns, right. which affected the supply chains and factories weren't able to produce as much as they could. So it all kind of added up, as Steve's saying, to a perfect storm that left you with very few options out there, potentially. Mm-hmm. And I guess what we're getting at here is just that if you do have an appliance that seems to be a little iffy, you might want to at least start digging into availability and all of that because you don't want to be in an emergency situation where you don't have a stove, for example, for any amount of time. Really. Well, that and they do, you know, there are some things available, but who wants to pay for something that isn't what they really want just to get them by? So then you're either a stuck with something that isn't what you want or you know, you buy what you don't want and then you spend the money to buy the thing you really do want later. I mean, that doesn't make sense. So plan ahead a little bit right now. <laughs> it's just something to keep in mind because you were completely blown away that it was going to be that complicated. Yeah. yeah. You know, the frustration is, oh, we got to go out and get a new stove. And then the real frustration set in when you realized there weren't any available that really were what you wanted in the first place. The only things you could find were the really basic models and... It just wasn't going to work for your situation. Right. So just something to be aware of. One thing you could do is check the independent retailers. You might have better luck there. They might have a bigger inventory on hand. But one thing you're going to have to do regardless probably is start making those decisions about what options are non-negotiable and which options you can forego right. if you're absolutely in a crunch. Well, Betsy, that's it. That's all the time we've got. If you want to catch this one again, you can find it online at RepcoLite.com. And we want to make sure that everybody out there is remembering. We've got a brand new store that opened in Byron Center a couple of weeks ago. And it's a beautiful location right next to Village Custom Interiors. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's a really unique setup where we have a double door that connects the two buildings inside. So you can... Look for paint. You can move on into the showroom at the flooring center over there and pick out flooring, countertops, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a really unique setup. Right. Definitely want to stop by and say hello. All of the Repco Light and Port City paint stores are open until 3 o'clock this afternoon, waiting to help you. 
Whatever you do today, make sure paint's a part of it. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy. And if your appliances do happen to go and you can't replace them right now, paint is always in stock. Right, Betsy? Well, of course. Our stores are always ready to help. Like little superheroes. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.